Good morning, everybody. Welcome to those of you that are here in the sanctuary and to those of you that are watching by live stream. Be sure to share the link. People can pick us up on Facebook. We're live on YouTube, on our channel there. You can go out and do a search for Genesis Church uh, or, of course, our website. Also, during the time when we have questions and answers, we'd love to engage with you. And so we invite you to text us your answers, or if you're here in the congregation, obviously we'll bring you the microphone. For those of you watching by live stream, here's the phone number, 720-878-8888, or 3323, excuse me, 720-878-3323. Today we're going to be continuing with our series entitled Faith, Foolishness, and Vaccines. But first, before we do, Carol's going to come and lead us in a couple of choruses. Let's stand together. Shout it out and we're alive Cause you're alive and 
Thank you, Lord. We, we thank you for having us here today, for allowing us to fellowship together. We just ask you to take everything. We put everything in hands, Lord. We love you. Sure by now, God, you would have reached out and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. And once again, I say amen, but it's still raining. And as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the Though my heart is torn 
again, good morning, everybody. I'm going to switch it up a little bit this morning and not do the question and, in, and answers or engagement with you first. I'm going to do that at the end of my teaching this morning. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, we are continuing in our series called Faith, Foolishness, and Vaccines. And today, I'm going to talk about vaccines and personal freedom. Vaccines and personal freedom. First, let's just do a bit of review from last week. Some definitions. The word foolishness. It means having or showing a lack of good sense, judgment, or discretion. Presumption means overstepping, due bounds, as of propriety or courtesy. How many of you know that uh, sometimes we slip into an attitude of being presumptuous about the prevailing proper way to act or courtesies or whatever and we just become presumptuous. I'm sure you've had presumptuous people or met presumptuous people at work or in a meeting or at a house party or whatever who just went beyond what we would commonly say is a proper bound. Well, that's, that's a form of presumption. Or taking liberties is another definition that we could use there, taking liberties. I wonder how often we take liberties with the things that we believe that we press upon other people as important with the things that guide our lives and we tend to push those over on scripture. We demand of scripture things that scripture doesn't actually teach. All of that would fall under presumption. And then faith, faith as we defined it last week. Ephesians chapter three and verse 12, we have confidence and access to God in Jesus in full assurance through his faithfulness, not my faithfulness. I have access to God through the faithfulness of Jesus. My walk with God is not dependent upon my faithfulness. It's dependent upon his faithfulness. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. I live within the faithfulness of the son of, son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't know about you, but that brings comfort to me that I can rest. I can rest in who he is, not in who I am. I can rest in his faithfulness and what I have to do or any kind of performance that I have to prove myself with. I can rest in the faithfulness of Jesus. As we approach this subject of vaccines today, I want to bring up the idea of a, the cult, the cult of personality. In researching this topic of vaccines, I've become profoundly aware of not only the desperate information available, but that it comes from such a diverse group of personalities. Personalities who they themselves are bigger than life. I mean, so much so that they're kind of unrelatable. I, I mean, I have a difficult time relating to them. And yet, we tend to want our sources to be popular and good-looking, to have large followings, to be eloquent, to be successful, whatever that means. I wonder if in talking even about the subject of personal freedom and vaccines, if we could keep somebody else in mind. Jesus. Jesus. Now, I made the comment last week 
that there isn't anything about the coronavirus or vaccines in the Bible. There really isn't anything in the Bible about any pandemic. It just simply isn't there. Now, there's scripture texts that we can lift and apply to our behavior and our attitudes during a pandemic, but there isn't anything in the Bible that tells you just how you're to believe during a pandemic. Oh, I know people say that there are, and to watch them and listen to them and listen to various individuals in the pulpit even, you would think, oh my goodness, this, this is God's voice regarding the pandemic. And, and very simply, there isn't anything in the Bible about the pandemic. There's two texts I used last week that I want to bring back to your attention. One's found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. And I find it relevant to the fact that I find a lot of organizing people by fear going on during this pandemic. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, starting in verse 53, it says this. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said, Jesus... Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? (laughs) I find a lot of that in this pandemic. I find a lot of that kind of attitude going on right now in the discussions about the pandemic and the coronavirus and whether you should be vaccinated or not. They don't agree with us. They're not doing it the way we should. So, Lord, can I call down fire on them? Let's just move them out of the way. Let's just get them out of here. Now, juxtaposed is Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, the very nature of Jesus. Therefore, Paul writes, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I think I'm in danger of having said some things last week that would not find me being humble, gentle, patient. And, and so I want to be sure to clarify at least one of the areas that I, that I spoke to and, and state categorically that I am not against people. And so when I referenced the three bastions of faith last week, drawing a comparison, using them to speak to the issue of faith, foolishness, and vaccines, or faith, foolish, excuse me, uh, faith, foolishness, and presumption, and how we take scripture, sometimes and oftentimes even out of text, I was not disparaging anyone I mentioned three different ones. You might remember if you were with us last week, and if you weren't, please watch that introductory message. I brought up a French Pentecostal megachurch. It's known as the Christian Open Door, pastored by Samuel Peterschmidt. Secondly, I used Bethel Church out of Redding, California, and their school of ministry, and I referred to them, which I have the highest respect especially for their pastor, Bill. I think he's just one of the greatest teachers, especially on the subject of faith and heaven and the moving of the Holy Spirit. I love his, his writings. And then I mentioned Dr. Fred Price, who, I mean, word of faith teacher, 
those who come from a Word of Faith camp would understand the dignity with which that name is called to memory and referencing his ministry, just the sheer size. As I said, citadel. These three are like the citadels of, of faith. I mean, if, if you needed or if you want to know how to believe and trust God for healing, how to believe and trust God for your, the material things in your need, that you need in your life or for success or for walking with Jesus, you, you, you would, at least from the camp and, and the team and the people that, that I hung out with and that I uh, went to Bible school with and so forth, you would turn to one of these three, certainly as somebody to respect and to honor. And I still do. I still very much do. But again, I want to be sure that, that I say publicly there is no disparaging intended. Uh, the word disparage means by indirect means to speak slightly about, to slighten or to compare somebody in a way that slightens them. I used an example, by the way, of my own teaching and my own preaching, my own training that I've done in my church over decades, found in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 23 and 24, which to summarize goes like this, that faith emphasizes the confession in verse 23. It emphasizes the need to confess right words and repeat them consistently in order to really move the mountain and see God move in your life. I've taught that. It isn't the scriptural teaching of life and death are in the power of the tongue or that Jesus said, be careful what you hear that I am drawing a comparison to or trying to slight or disparage. It's taking the scripture and turning it into a formula or an equation that then God has to deliver on. Sort of a spiritual Santa Claus. That's what I'm against. And that's what I spoke about. When we think about the subject of faith and presumption, foolishness even, those three words are in sharp focus in this ongoing conversation that I'm sure all of you have had in some way or another. You've been in a group or online or in a Zoom call or just talking with your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, about the subject of vaccines. Should I get vaccinated or not? Well, I want to start with a premise. I want to start with a statement. First of all, I do not believe that vaccines are the devil and his work. I don't view the virus or the vaccine as a work of Satan trying to destroy us, the devil trying to trip us up in our freedoms or strip us of our freedoms. I don't view it as the enemy stealing our way of life or the government overreaching in a grand conspiracy to control us. I do see the fear, the division, 
the hatred that individuals have fallen into as evil's greatest accomplishment. Hatred is a toxic cancer. It spreads slowly and it consumes everything within its path. I do see a lot of hatred. I do hear a lot of disparaging words. I do see a lot of the attitude, well, they're not of us. I don't like what they're saying. And so, God, can I call down fire on them and let's just get them out of the way? Because really what we believe is really right. Isn't it, Jesus? (laughs) Hatred will never bring about reconciliation of race, politics, religious differences, or anything else, ever. I truly believe that through this 18 months plus now of pandemic, that many Christians, listen to me, many Christians have contracted the virus of hate, which is far worse than the pandemic at present. Everyone isn't going to agree. This is a big world. Quit demonizing one another. Here's the things that I am absolutely certain of in this pandemic and regarding the vaccines. Number one, fear isn't from God. And Jesus said, worry not. It's one of the few commands, direct commands, where he said over and over and over in the Beatitudes, don't worry, don't worry. In other other words, it's within my control and power to not do it. I have to arrest that emotion. And then, of course, the Bible, Old and New Testaments, are full of scriptures about the fact that we do not fear. God's not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, Paul wrote to Timothy. So I have not, despite approaching this pandemic with great care, we have socially distanced, we have worn masks, we have washed our hands until they are dry, Uh, We have, oh goodness, at one point when there was still so much back last year before we knew a little bit more and gained more knowledge, we were wiping down groceries and wiping down, (laughs) you know what I mean, we were wiping down mail, some of it out of ignorance, some of it out of caution, some of it out of fear. And the apostle says, God's not given me a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. I wonder, dear ones, is that a choice you make? Do you choose not to fear? Number two, I am very certain that cruciform love trumps personal freedom. What do I mean by that? Number one, my conscience. Being loving like Christ loved, sacrificial, laying my life down, loving others outside of myself is something that I have to deal with my conscience about. Here's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. You must be careful 
so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. That tells me that cruciform love is greater than my personal conscience. It should guide my conscience. It should guide the decisions that I make. Number two, community. Paul wrote to the Philippian church, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Philippians chapter two. In humility count others more important. And so that means if you differ with me on your view of the vaccine, I should be humble in my approach, be willing to dialogue with you about that, and listen. I might not, I might not change my mind. In fact, I might help you reconsider yours. But there is no place for hatred. There is no place for disparaging one another. There is no place for thinking that my position is superior to the point that I could call down heaven's witness and get the rest of you that disagree with me out of here. And number three, the cross. John wrote this, greater love has no man than to lay down his life. Jesus is the one that said it. Greater love has no man than to lay. I'm asking you all, when it comes to this pandemic and our response to whether to be vaccinated or not, which is a very personal decision, it is a personal freedom. I continue to believe that. Are you also weighing, in, in, in the midst of all that you are reading, all the television that you are watching, and I can tell you there is a world of difference between a channel like CNN, CNN and Fox News, and depending on which you watch, you are going to get completely different views of how you should act, what you should believe, so on and so forth. And there are people that are crazy about one, and would die for the, the, the beliefs and the values that are preached on one, and there's plenty of people that would do the same for the other. Where do you come down? And you've talked about it, and you've heard sermons about it, and you listen to the radio on it, and you watch the news on it, and yet I have not heard a single person in any conversation say, you know what, for me, this whole idea of being vaccinated or not comes down to the cruciform love of Jesus. So I'm, I'm taking control of my conscience, I'm thinking about community, and I'm wondering what Jesus would do as a result of his cross in this situation. The third thing that I'm absolutely certain of, I've given you two, fear is not from God. Number two, cruciform love trumps personal freedom. And number three, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to guide us. I believe he's going to guide you, and I believe he's going to guide me. First John chapter two, verse 27. Christ's anointing teaches you the truth on everything. John chapter 16 verse 13. Howbeit when he the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Do you believe that? I believe that. I believe he's going to guide me to make the best decision during these very difficult times and they are difficult. Especially when there are so many different voices which 
is why I titled this entire series, Faith, Foolishness, and Vaccines, Making Sense of a Crowded Field of Voices. Can we talk a little bit more about cruciform love for a minute? Stop demonizing one another for having different thoughts and feelings about being vaccinated. Start thinking more about community and communion. Wouldn't it be possible maybe to approach this thing with more kindness? With giving people more benefit of the doubt? With having a little patience? Oh, by the way, when it comes to benefit of the doubt, when you isolate a political leader, their administration, and their policies, and you put all of it together in one lump, and you say all of it is wrong, all of it is anti, fill in the blank, anti-Christ, anti-scriptural, anti the right way to believe, trying to take control over my life, the heavens are falling, Hell is opened up. When, when you do that, you supersede all the authority that you have as a believer and the scriptures themselves. I just choose to believe that God is bigger than our president. I just choose to believe present and former for any idol worshipers. Uh oh. <laughs> Did the election go the way you want? I don't know. But I haven't sat and stood in it. I haven't developed any conspiracy theories over it. I'm not judging and hating you because your decision about it was different than my own because I have things like conscience. I have things like uh, my, uh, our community together and that's important to love you and to love you well. I have issues of the cross and what Jesus accomplished on the cross not only for me but for you that I need to consider and so frankly, I'm going to keep moving forward not in fear but in faith, we do have another king and we do live in another kingdom. So kindness, can't, can't we approach this thing with more kindness, with giving people the benefit of the doubt, with more patience, with expecting the best? Oh, wait, you know what? That sounds a lot like what Paul said about love in 1 Corinthians Chapter 13. And here's verse 7 from the Mirror Translation. Love is a fortress where everyone feels protected rather than exposed. Love's persuasion is persistent. Love believes. Love never loses hope. And it always remains constant in contradiction. 
I really do not find any place among Christian, loving Christians who follow Christ, who have submitted themselves to the cross. I really do not find any place for this suggestion or this attitude of my way or the highway. Really? So we've forgotten the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, starting in verse 9. But you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. For if others see you with your superior knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, won't they be encouraged to violate their conscience by eating the food that has been offered to an idol? So because of your superior knowledge, a weak believer for whom Christ died will be destroyed. And when you sin against another believer, oh, careful, watch, he calls that sinning against not God, another believer, community. When you sin against another believer by encouraging them to do something they believe is wrong, you are sinning against Christ. In other words, it's one and the same My way or the highway, you are sinning against Christ. Being dismissive of whole wide swaths of humanity that believe different than you do or an administration that's executing policies that are different from the ones that I might prefer. I'm sinning against my community of faith, of non-faith. I'm sinning against Christ. Strong words, aren't they? I didn't write them. I don't have to defend them. Bruxy Cavi, pastor of a wonderful church up in Canada, prolific author and podcaster. I love his writing. He said this, and I quote, Law just is. It doesn't have the flexibility to be applied relationally. The way of love is nimble. This makes love much more powerful as an ethic than a law. And God is love. And so we turn to the words of Paul once again in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. Look with me here. But freedom does not mean that you are now free to again employ the law. On the contrary, your freedom finds its most complete expression in a love that serves one another. As free as you are to the law, so enslaved you should now be to love. And Lewis, I know that I skipped over a piece, but Intentionally, I wanted to sort of bring it home here. The section under personal freedom. I've been vaccinated. I believe that vaccines work. My wife has been vaccinated. My family and children have been vaccinated. My son-in-law has been vaccinated. Many of our church members have been vaccinated. My brother and fellow pastor, Wes Dunbar of the St. John's Lutheran Church here has been 
vaccinated along with, I'm sure, the great majority of his congregation. Do you know that all the living presidents, past and present, have been vaccinated? Do you know that 100% of Democratic governors have been vaccinated? Do you know 100% of Republican governors in every state have been vaccinated? Do you know 100% of Congress members have been vaccinated? Do you know that 95% of all medical doctors who are practicing in our hospitals have been vaccinated? Why are vaccinations important? Because they work. Because they prevent you from lying in a hospital, they prevent you from being in the ICU, and they are in all likelihood going to prevent you from dying even if you were to get COVID again. Now, the simple fact is, there's many things I don't want you to do. I don't want you to smoke, I don't want you to drink, I don't excessively, I don't want you to do drugs, I don't want you, but those aren't my choices. Those are your choices. But I tell you this, I wouldn't withhold my love from you because you chose to smoke or to drink or to... I wouldn't withhold medical care from you because you chose to not be vaccinated. Please, dear ones, where are we getting this? You who wax eloquent on social media with all of your comments and your suggestions and your self-righteousness. Where do you get this that maybe a solution to get people to be vaccinated is to withhold medical care from them? Oh my goodness. Really? Are you going to now separate out all the other behavioral items and put tags on them and grade them as to their importance and whether or not we are going to start offering care? I got the vaccine for a number of reasons, because of my personal health, and I believed it would help protect it, my family's wishes that I get it, my client's safety, since I am bivocational and do IT work and travel on site, and I am around all sorts of different people in their offices in close proximity, for your safety here in this room, and you know what? I have faith for the vaccine to work, not destroy me. Now, so you might say you have, you have greater faith, right? Like, like Paul was saying here. My, my faith is, what was it, where he, he used a word, superior. My faith is superior because I, I believe that if that virus touches my body, it's going to fall down dead and not. Well, that's why I brought up last week the bastions, the citadels of faith who have all had major issues with COVID. 
all three of those. Now, I wanna bring something to your attention that you might not know. Four of the most popular talk show, conservative talk show hosts in America who were blasting procedure and policy regarding the virus and our response to it, as well now as the vaccine and our response to it, preaching against it and we should not be vaccinated and it's of the devil and lots of things. Four of them got COVID and have died. I could name for you numerous numbers of preachers, faith preachers, And then something that hit very close to home this weekend. Somebody in our community with a large church who's been a contemporary of mine for 40 years in ministry, but did not make the same choice that I made and did speak and post some social media despairingly of being vaccinated, got COVID, and passed away this, this weekend. The three most common arguments for personal freedom are these, fear of the unknown, I don't know what this will do to me. Well, I guess you can live in faith to not get it and you can live in faith that it's going to protect you. But don't disparage me for the decision that I make approach the conversation with humility and that we all have things to learn. Here's the second one. It's my body and bless God, no one is going to tell me what to put into it. It's mine. Hmm. Sounds a lot like the same argument that the pro-abortionist makes. By the way, I do not believe that the state should mandate such things. I believe there's, there's got to be a more appropriate way. <clears throat> I do not believe that the state should mandate it. And number three, to, to be vaccinated is to dishonor my body, the, to dishonor the temple of God. It's an interesting argument if, you, if, if you're holding to that because I didn't hear you make that same argument when you downed that last diet, or that last Dr. Pepper that has almost 50 grams of sugar in a single can. I don't hear that argument when it comes to the caffeine that we drink. I, I don't hear that argument when it comes to the smoking that we do, or the poor diet, or the overeating and being obese. I just don't hear this honoring God with our bodies arguments about any of those things in the way that we live and treat our bodies. And yet, somehow, this virus and the vaccine has brought out the worst in us. Please, can we stop demonizing each other, anybody else who thinks differently than we do. Faith, foolishness, 
and personal freedom. Jesus went to the cross for your personal freedom. Jesus has raised up a church so that we could have community. Jesus has given every man and woman a conscience and I am not your Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad Jeff isn't your Holy Spirit? (laughs) Oh, I know this morning's been a little heavy, hasn't it? Maybe this whole series, Faith, Foolishness, and Vaccines. I do plan a part three. I will not be sharing it next week because we have a guest who's coming. They'll be playing and leading us in worship, playing the piano and leading us in worship as well as preaching. They're from California, dear friends of ours, and you will not want to miss. So I plan to pick up part three of this series in, a, in two weeks, which at that point I'm going to talk about how we can get along in this now and move forward, how we can move forward in a life-giving way despite the darkness, despite the struggle, and despite the fact that you too, like myself, can probably say, I know someone. I know someone. And by the way, I just listened to this gentleman's, on his website, to a sermon. This gentleman that I mentioned who just passed away this weekend, tremendous man of God. Well, I I don't need to hide it. It's 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 in the news. It's, it's being shared all around the Christian community. And he had just a wonderful church. We've had him in our church, and he's spoken, spoken for me before. Pastor Lauren Sanford of New Song Church, right here in our community. I listened to one of his messages from back in January. I was so touched. What a powerful man of God. But he believed a little bit differently than I do. But I praise God for him. And I thank God for all the lives he's touched. And pray now for his family and his church that God would continue. His wife, by the way, who had it as well, is is doing well and has recovered largely uh, and will, will completely recover, and uh, some other 35 staff members all have gotten it. We are going to have our time of questions now, and you are going to pose the question. So, I do have a question I'm going to throw up to sort of start it, and then we can go from there. And I'd love to hear any of your responses. Here in the sanctuary, would love to have any of your responses to anything from this series, but especially today's teaching on uh, the virus and the vaccine, the issue of to be vaccinated or not. So here's the question that uh, we are going to pose, and Nina's coming up, and she's going to join me, so we want to give her the microphone. What are your feelings about being vaccinated? Did this morning's message give you any new insight?
you know, if I'm supposed to turn this on, I don't know, this is different. It is different, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it is. <laughs> now, it has a red light, and I think that means it's low on batteries, but we'll probably get through the session. Okay, here we go. Any answers here? So the question again... Is on the board there. Is on the board. Or on the television screen right here. Or on the television screen. What are your feelings about being vaccinated? And did this morning's message give you any new insight? Anyone here? So if you want to text your answers, your response to these, or dialogue with us about this, or how this message may have... Uh, spark something in your thinking, send us your text to 720-878-3323. All right. Um, I uh, personally, I have the vaccine and I feel great about having it and I'm really happy that I did. Um, but it's... We're going to need those batteries. Either that or I can grab a microphone, Lewis, if it would be simpler. A corded mic. Well, no, we can't travel. We, we can't get around. So, uh, live stream audience, uh, bear with us just a moment as we uh, change the batteries here. And those are double A's. Oh, I see what you're going to do. Okay. Let me stay out of it. Let me stay out of this. I'm not used to the silence. This is the day. This is the day silence. that the Lord... Silence is okay. <laughs> All right, I was saying um, I got the vaccine and I'm really glad about getting the vaccine even with all the uncertainty about it. Um, but I think on the flip side, I think allowing people to, to go through their process and have the right to think and, and feel what they feel and, and, and also having empathy for them. While yeah. it was my decision to get the vaccine, I can also empathize with someone else who doesn't want to get it and say, I totally understand that perspective as well and the right to just go through your process. So I, I just hope everybody heard that. I mean, I wish I had said it as eloquently. Well said, well spoken. And I totally agree and want you as our live stream audience to be sure that this is going out uh, to you in your ears. Yes, next. Anyone in here? I'm not getting anything online. Or anything online. Via text 720-878-3323. Or we're monitoring the chat, I believe, the chat window, chat stream in Facebook. So you can chat with us there and put in any response that you have. <laughs> Matthew has another one. I think um, I read a thing about one of the primary reasons people don't want to get the vaccine, especially when it becomes mandated or if it becomes mandated, is, is freedom. Um, regardless of whether they think the vaccine works or not, they feel it's an imposition on their freedom. Yes. And I would also say that having the vaccine is a different kind of freedom 
Uh, it's a freedom from worry. It's a freedom from uh, certain things that you have to do, wear a mask, and, and other things where you can just feel a little bit more freedom to be yourself and interact with others. Thank you. And I think Matt gets at least two answers. Today's his birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we would wholeheartedly agree Yes, with, absolutely. Uh, both of those statements. Yes, uh, you know we've well had a, we've had a lot of dis- since no one is speaking up. We've had a, a lot of discussions and about all kinds of varying beliefs. Uh, let's talk about. I mean, for a moment, for about spiritual beliefs as we've come to grasp and and personally value the fact that there are even in the Christian community about every spiritual belief there are differences in yeah. beliefs. And what do you do with that? How do I respect my, this denomination and that denomination and that non-denomination? How do I respect them when they have a varying belief from what I have seen in Scripture or been told yeah. in Scripture? And we can apply, well, for me anyway, we can apply all of this and what we're talking about today. And I am seeing an answer here. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, to, I think people have to live according to the faith that they have. You know, um, I've thought about how, okay, so my faith's in God. I've been vaccinated. My faith's in God through this vaccination <laughs> to take care of me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if I didn't get vaccination, my faith would still be in God mm-hmm. to take care of me. Either way, my faith is going to be in God. And, and if I believe I should do, because I've seen in Scripture or I have a personal conviction, I've got to keep my faith in God and then I don't wish harm upon someone else who believes differently than me. Yeah. I, you know, I may have, I'm human. I may have certain feelings, oh, if they had only. Yeah. But you know what? I don't wish harm upon them. Exactly. I still want to see them yes. have the best. Yes. I still want, if it has to do with the sickness, I still want to see them recover. Yes. I still want them to see the hand of God move in their lives. Yes. I think the point you made, this hatred thing, is a far worse pandemic yeah. than the pandemic itself. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. It is. It is. Okay, it's thanks shocking. for listening to me rant on I, here. <laughs> I love the word that uh, Matt used, process. People have a process, and your process is different from my process. And I believe that the cruciform love walk would say, let me walk with you yeah. in your process. In your process. Without criticizing you yes. or being hateful. Yes, yes. I think, it's, I think it's another nature almost mm-hmm. when we, ha- and, and we all, I do, I trust, I probably most of us have negative judgmental feelings at, about what other people believe when it's not like our own. Yeah. But that means I need to deal with me. Wait. I need to deal with me because God has already judged everyone righteous. He's yes. already judged everyone loved. He's already judged everyone of ultimate value. So it's, I have to deal with me mm-hmm. for all these ugly feelings I might get. Really good. Okay, Kathy says, Jack and I are vaccinated. However, it was our choice to get it. I believe everyone should have that right. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. Yeah. Anyone else? That's, wh- that's why, see. as I said, uh, I am not uh, and don't believe in 
state-mandated vaccination or governmental-mandated uh, vaccination. There needs to be another way to help people understand the value of it, but as Kathy just said, and thank you, Kathy, very much, it needs to be a choice. I want you to be considered of community and the cross and how your choice might affect and influence others. You've got to. That's the way of the cross. But it is your choice. Okay, Gene says... Vaccines, and hygiene, <laughs> vaccines are important. We eradicated polio because we were all vaccinated in the 50s. I feel getting the vaccine is important to heal our country, but I don't begrudge those who won't get the vaccine. Great comment. Thank you, Jean. Hello, good to have you. <laughs> Hello to Jean specifically. Um, here someone has responded, I don't have a name. The FDA has appropriately approved the vaccine safe and effective. The process should now be over. Thank you for that input. Hmm. Anyone else? And sometimes if you're responding via Facebook, I don't get the, I, it, I don't know what it is, why I have slow responses sometimes. If, you would, if I haven't said yours and you did it via Facebook, I suggest you copy and paste it over to my text, which is 720-878-3323. And was there anything on YouTube? I guess not. No YouTube? There are some new uh, messages here, though, right. too, in fact. Thank you. Uh -huh. Just came in. Um, Uh, Fran says she feels better in receiving the vaccine as she travels to visit her sister to celebrate her sister's birthday. She's not comfortable being around some friends that have not had the vaccine, not happy with their decisions. Or should I feel guilty not wanting to be around them? Hard <laughs> questions, hard questions. Again, I think you have to live according to the faith that you have, so... Um, and you just be as kind and loving as possible. But I can understand if you have a conviction about the vaccine that you want to keep your distance from someone who doesn't, hasn't been vaccinated. And if there's an opportunity to lovingly engage, you know, considerately engage and, and ask, why, wh why did you feel it was important to avoid the vaccine. And have a dialogue with people. A kind dialogue. A kind dialogue. Find out. You might learn something. They might learn something from you. Who knows? You know, that they, they might be motivated then, as a result, to make a different decision than they've made that would be life-giving for them. So let's read this one. And then uh, Kelly says, I have concerns with the vaccine. But most of all, I feel strongly convicted about the manufacturer's use of aborted baby cell lines and tissue. They could use other mediums, but choose to use aborted babies. Well, that's another whole viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Controversial. Uh, my reading on that is that while the clinical trials regarding it did use some of that fetal tissue, the actual production of the vaccines now in production being put, you know, dispensed, uh, are not using those same cellular structures from aborted fetuses. Anybody Thank else? 
And clearly, bottom line, we respect you, obviously, if you haven't gotten this. Um, I know there's people in here who have and have not been vaccinated. So we respect you in your decision and are much more even concerned about hatred. Much more. Uh, care about your community, yeah. things like that. Justice says... And hi, Justice. Hi, good Justice. To, good to see you. <laughs> we have to do our part every day. I have a conviction from the Lord to take care of my body so, the, so that the Lord can use me. Sorry, I had to scroll. So that the Lord can use me to the fullest. If I have a, I'm not sure this word, com comorbidity. I'm sorry? Comorbidity. Comorbidity that was preventable just by diet and exercise, I will listen and obey. And listening to the Lord about what things to put in my body and the vaccine isn't one of them. Thank you, Thank Justice. Thank you, Justice, very much. And let me be quick to say and add to the conversation. There are medical reasons, in fact, not to get the vaccination. Then we have uh, immunity crowd immunity that's building. And if you've already had COVID, uh, I'm reading and hearing um, that you are 10 to 20 times uh, better off and safer with your natural immunity than, you even, than the vaccination can give you. All of these things we're still learning. I mean, the vaccine just really is so new and just really came out, so we're going to be looking back on so much of this. Our message today, though, is to be more positive, number one. Number two, do not make this an issue of faith. In other words, an issue where the Bible says one way is right or not. And secondly, let's deal with the hatred. Let's deal with our attitudes and the fallout of all of this that we've been experiencing. This, this point you just made about let's not make this a point of the Bible. See, that's huge amongst Christians that I think, again, is a big issue here to address, that we're calling it either God or not God. And that becomes far more divisive, and God is not a God of division. He's a God of community. He's a God of love. He's a God of community. And so when we make this a matter of, but the Bible says there is only one way. Or that my way is. And therefore my way is the right way. The because way I, I believe the Bible. The way what I believe the Bible says about it is therefore right for everybody because there's only one way the Bible talks about it. That's where we step over the line. Yeah. All right, real quick, before we uh, have a, a time of prayer, as we move towards closing, we're going to pray, and then we're going to have a couple of announcements. Anybody else? Comments in the sanctuary? Facebook or texting from you on our live stream? And again, thank you to every one of you that watch and you're with us each week so many of you number of people are traveling today and out um, uh, thank you for your continued giving as well you're, you're just um, it's incredible how that you've been supportive during 
all of this that has been so challenging for every church. All right. Okay. Are, did you want to pray your prayers from the beginning of the I, year? I think. Or no? I'll tell you what. Why don't you go ahead and handle the couple of uh, logistic okay. things, and, and then we'll pray our prayers. And shall I? As part of our prayer time with okay, you. Okay, great. Okay, well, as far as announcements, we just want to thank you again for your consistent giving and support. Um, we do continue, have, uh, continue to have uh, financial needs, and we appreciate your faithfulness to God and to Genesis. So if you're in the sanctuary and you want to leave your tithes and offerings, they go in the basket in the back. If you're online, you go to www.genesiscc.net. There's a place there to donate, or you can text to give at 720-730-8510. Okay, as we move towards prayer today, well, I'm sorry, I'm going on, we're going on and on. You might need to stretch or something a little bit. I, I just feel like, I mean, we have had some tremendous testimonies in the past week from our prayer requests. Uh, Michelle, who was in ICU and they, with COVID, and they were telling her it'd be two weeks till she went home, and I'm not sure she may be watching this morning. She went home much, much faster out of ICU into the hospital room, into home. We're so grateful for her and her husband's uh, recovery, and I'm sure they still have some steps to go, but they've made leaps and bounds. Nevertheless, every week, I got to feeling like, I mean, I don't know about you all, but when we hear of all these needs, some days it's just a little much. And I don't know about you, I mean, as a pastor, I hear about people's needs all the time. I work here at St. John's, so I hear about all of St. John's needs. And some days I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just too much. So I just thought I wanted to be real about this this morning and say, uh, as, I've been, as I've been thinking about it, and um, and I was appreciative of your songs this morning. One of them said, I was sure by now you would have stepped in and saved the day. <laughs> you know, I was sure by now this COVID thing would be over. I mean, we just are so tired of dealing with it. And I am hearing weekly of new people with yeah. COVID. And it's yeah. just, you know what? It's, it's, it's overwhelming and it's frightening, quite frightening, honestly. Sure. Um, and, and so uh, part of that song said, and though my heart is torn, I'll praise you in this storm. And so anyway, I wanted to say, not only am I going to still continue to pray in spite of sometimes the overwhelmingness of the needs, I'm still going to pray, thy kingdom come and mm -hmm. thy will be done mm -hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And secondly, it gets back to what you said about community. You know, if I can come up alongside somebody and support them mm -hmm. and help them to stand strong yeah. during their storm, through prayer, if not, and maybe more than that, maybe I can take meals, maybe I can call them, maybe, and encourage them, maybe I can listen, mm -hmm. uh, maybe I can give them rides, I don't know, but if I can come up at least through prayer and take them by the arm mm -hmm. as part of community and say, you don't have to stand alone, that's valuable. Huge. No matter how it makes you feel while you're doing it, like, oh my gosh, I've had so many prayer requests this week. That would be me. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> but instead, you know, it doesn't matter how many prayer requests I've had. Not only am I going to continue to trust God on their behalf, but I'm going to, in prayer, support them. So I just wanted to encourage all of you with that, as every week you hear me bring um, prayer request after prayer request. So, um, here they are. Fran and her family are going on a trip this week. She's 
to her sisters. She's asking for prayer for safety. A friend of ours, uh, Valerie, and has had COVID, and she and her kids, and they've been quarantined. I hear they've made a turn for the better. Uh, Linda, uh, for those of you who know Linda Petcher, um, her sister and brother-in-law now have COVID, and her husband just went into the hospital with the husband did with COVID and pneumonia, which is what Bob had. And uh, so you can imagine that's pretty heavy duty for them because Bob passed away from that. So we're going to pray for them. Carlos, we prayed for him. He's 13. We're going to pray for him again. He was in a bad car accident. He's still struggling with uh, surgeries, and he's had some complications and pneumonia. We're going to pray for him. Of course, for Lauren Sanford and their family, pardon me, Lauren Sanford's family and church. Mm -hmm. Our Jeff Peter today was not well. We're going to pray for him. And then I see a prayer request here for Alex, um, who has given up on life, but he's in the hospital uh, talking more positively. And let me just check and see if any other prayer requests came in. Okay. All right. So are you ready to, through prayer, grab someone's arm and say, here, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to help support you through what you're going through, okay? Father, what a, what a heavy-duty day we've had, Lord. <laughs> and uh, as I've said the last few weeks, it's so good that you're such a big God. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I just don't even know how people go through life without you. I'm so glad we have you. You've seen each one of these needs. You've seen each one of these names. You know exactly what they need today, this week, Lord, to help them, Father, to protect them, to keep them safe, uh, to bring healing and hope and health into their lives. And so we're praying that you, that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven for each one of these who we have named. Bless them, Father, Mm. with health and healing, wisdom Mm -hmm. and knowledge, Mm. uh, provision. Some of these these needs are going to mean they need more provision than normal. I thank you for your provision for them uh, as they walk this journey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to close with um, these prayers. There are three of them. Jesus gave me these, I believe, at the beginning of the year, and I did not know how influential uh, and pertinent and relevant they would be as our year progressed. And so now we've just built them into our, our liturgy, if you will. Um, I love the idea of speaking prayers together I love the idea of praying prayers in, in community, in connection, together, out loud. And uh, maybe later this year, I'll teach on the subject of prayer and why it's so important to have written prayers to pray out and not just spontaneous prayer. They're so powerful. Here's number one. You pray it out loud, it'll be on the screen. Ready? Let's pray together. Your word is an encounter. We ask you for regular encounters which challenge us to see differently as you see, not as ones bound up by religious teachings, evangelical dogma, fear and guilt, or any other compromise. Prayer number two. Make us less certain about the things of which we are certain 
and more open to the possibilities that we do not see. And this third prayer I've substituted for the one that we usually pray. It's by Sarah Beasy, or Bessie. God, would you guide us towards the practice of goodness? May we make room to practice and notice the things that bring us joy, keep us open, heal us, bring beauty, and give us rest in this tired, heart-sick, gorgeous, and good old world. (laughs) Good day, everybody. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Thank you for being here. Again, those in our live stream audience or congregation, we appreciate you, love you. Thank you. Uh, Don't tune us out next week. In fact, invite somebody along. You are going to love our guest speaker and uh, the ministry of both song and word that he will be bringing and his wife will be here with him. So uh, come and visit us next week. We'll see you at 1030, okay? God bless you all. Bye-bye.